0: Live.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for our next installment of Planetary Returns. Today, we are talking Mars Returns. So, Kim, where, what do we get to play with today? Well, Mars is just... Very exciting to work with because
0: Mars, you know, if you go back to your essentials and you just really think about what Mars energy is, that's that's it. It's your energy. It's the engine. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's what helps you stand your ground, stake your claim. It's a healthy aggression. It's your inner warrior. Uh, for women, it represents the, the animus, that kind of male archetypal side that. Uh, in society, we're not necessarily nurtured to express or express in really healthy ways. So getting in touch with your Mars is an awesome thing. <laughs> or, and, and, but here's the thing about Mars. If you think about uh, what he's like mythologically, he's just, he's just the speed demon of, of uh, energy and assertion and go, go, go. And, and You've you got to really focus. Your Mars <laughs> to get the benefit out of them. You've got to, um, Jeanette. It reminds me of the article you wrote. Um, I don't know when called. Um, Watch where you point that thing. <laughs> you remember that one? We're gonna have. A yeah. I'm gonna find it and put a link there because Mars is a loaded weapon, and mm. you really have to think about where you want to point that energy. And uh, it's uh, it's yours to use. But he benefits so much by being focused. And this is why Mars is exalted in Capricorn, because Saturn will focus Mars. Saturn's uh, containment will focus that raw, kind of Aries fiery energy. So think about your Mars. Think about what sign it's in. And let's talk about what happens when he returns to the position he was when you were born. That's the mars return it happens once every 23 months so it's a two-year two-year cycle the only exception would uh, be interesting if anyone uh, doing this course has mars in scorpio because mars will hang out in scorpio for months and months and months in 2016 because he will spend a long time in a sign during the retrograde period the last time it was libra so again when you have a retrograde planet uh, that's uh, going to return in that sign it'll be three times it'll be the direct over the position then it'll retrograde back over it again and then go forward so think about that and if anyone has any questions on the uh doing those three returns and what they mean pop that in the forum or bring it up on the discussion call because it's very interesting. <laughs> but I won't mm-hmm. get on a tangent with it right now. Let's just dive into Mars. <laughs> Jeanette, can we use yeah. your chart as an example since you've got a Mars return coming up? I would love to. Let's do okay.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know what I was going to do if you said no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After we cover it, I might regret having said <laughs> well, yes.
0: But... <laughs> no, We keep it all very Respectful of the Scorpio Moon. Now if we go to, you can have a link to this uh, I'm just checking it right now, in the gallery. you know it's no, number 1038 of the oh, images. Right on. Okay, cool. It's the most recent, and you'll see natal and um, return, natal on the left, return on the right. And again, like reading all these return charts, I personally like to put them side by side. That way, I can compare and contrast very easily. Yet still see the return chart as a standalone. So I get a feeling of the, of the energy. What's rising? What's the midheaven? What's um, where's the Aries house? Those kinds of things. So you know? uh, that's how I like to see them. <clears throat> so. As we look at this, keeping in mind that Mars is our energy and when it, it just even comes into that sign, when it reaches the sign of your mar, natal Mars, usually you feel this reboot, this burst of energy, this, uh, there's just more moxie, there's more strength and more energy. Sometimes it's a bit ants in, the, in your pants, you can't sit still, you feel like you have to do something. So something, and it can be, it can be this dilemma, and it comes up for me every time, Jeanette. The idea of the connection between action and alignment, and Mm -hmm. I think we need to spend a little moment on that because Mars Mm -hmm. is so pro-action. He so wants to initiate, to intend, Mm -hmm. to push forward, and. My experience is our goals often lag behind our consciousness. That they're goals that we've set in the past, based on core values, maybe our own, maybe somebody else's, <laughs> that we feel we felt at the time was going to be really important for us to to reach and to strive towards, and it, it felt like a core desire. But again, I think it lags, that awareness of, of our intentions often lags behind consciousness because we shift, we grow, we change. And if we don't do a check-in to see, okay, do I really want this after all? <laughs> How many times have you reached a goal mm-hmm. and thought, whoa, well, do I even want Yeah.
1: I was going to say that's a really good point, and I think there are a variety of things that can contribute to that, but... I, I mean, even knowing this stuff, I cannot tell you how many times I have been aiming for a, I'll call it a wrong target. I'm putting that in air quotes, though, just because I didn't realize it till I got there that, oh, this wasn't really it. Um, so I think it's exceptionally easy to have happen. And Abraham tells us, you know, the only reason you want anything is because of how you think it's going to make you feel. And I believe that, having experienced it many times, that when i got the thing i thought i wanted and it and i wasn't jumping up and down with joy and kind of surprised about the whole thing a lot of people actually experience that as a midlife crisis you know when we Mm -hmm. get the thing we've been working for for our whole life and then uh it isn't satisfying and that's for many of us it's because we haven't practiced the vibration of satisfaction or contentment or happiness or accomplishment or you know we're so used to striving That no matter what we manifest it can feel empty regardless of how successful the creation is so i mean i think that really calls us to be very particular about our personal definition of success and to be very clear about what it is we're going after
0: that's so true and i like that uh reference to abraham that we only ever think we want something because of the way we think it's going to make us feel Deepak Chopra says something quite interesting about uh, goals and desires. And he said there's this, this uh, connection that always surprises us because we think if we just have a baby or get a bigger house or get the job we want or get the money that we wanted or we have the creative project, whatever it is, we think once we get that, then we're going to be happy, which this links with what Abraham's saying. But he says what we find is that we get there and the actual having the goal and working towards mm. it was much mm. more
1: interesting mm. than gaining it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. but It is crazy. Uh, and so many people would, would refute that. But I, I think many of us, if we, if we could draw from our own personal experience to find the truth in that.
0: Absolutely. And if you look at your astrology, it, it makes sense. If you're relying on Mars to push you towards goals, because, you know, a little secret, Mars doesn't give a shit about what the goal is. He just wants Mm -hmm. to move. Mm -hmm. He wants to move and drive towards something. He wants to reach it. And the instant he reaches it, he wants something else.
1: Kim, just this might be an aside, but what role does Mars play in our desire nature? Is it, is it a key one or a side one? It's a huge amount. Huge a amount. Raw, okay.
0: primal desire, sexual desire, hunger, uh, thirst, the desire for uh, accomplishment, recognition. It it's all really begins with Mars because mm. it, he's, he is the engine and he's the one that's going to actually fuel that desire. So if he's not on board with the desire, mm. it's not going to be very easy to reach. But again, he, his purpose is to drive you towards your goals. So reach a goal, he's without purpose. And a Mars without purpose is not a happy
1: happy <laughs> energy. You know, he's, this so makes me wish that I knew how to see this in a, in a prospective client's chart because the most challenging coaching I have ever done hands down, and I've done some challenging coaching, is w- trying to guide someone to manifest something that they don't truly, genuinely want. And you might wonder, why in the world would anyone engage a coach for something they don't even want? But it's, you, you'd be surprised how many people, well, you know, I started my PhD, so I've got to finish it. Or um, my folks have been, you know, this has been <laughs> my dream forever for me to get into this school and help me manifest it. That is what well, Michael Neal said, that um, it's really hard to be successful at something you don't truly want. Mm. And, you know, from an L.O.A. perspective, I can I can hear my little contrary voice says, well, yeah, but sometimes that stuff is even easier because we don't have the charge or the need uh-huh. so it comes very easily because we aren't, you know, graspy and angsty around it, but um, I... It just it does make me want us to all be really clear about um, how to be how to respect our Mars (laughs) and let it be good to us. That's right, and how to nurture
0: our Mars. I experience whenever I finish a creative project, whenever a a final draft of a book is done, it goes to typeset or whatever. I experience a pretty short lived but profound depression. <laughs> it's just, you'd think it would be the epitome of joy, but mm. it's over. It's mm. over. And I can never, I know, the story's told, it's over. And there is a sense of loss. And apparently, psychologically, there is this dip down associated with achievement, especially of creative goals. And I attribute that to Mars having reached the finish line. the cheers have faded, mm-hmm. and he's just standing around sweating <laughs> <laughs> not' up there, they're going get in the shower but, but but the striving is over you know so, yeah.
1: Abraham <laughs> says something similar about how um, they said you would't you think you you would like to manifest all your desires instantly, but you really wouldn't because the fun is in the making of it. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, that's the point I was really trying to get to with Mars, is his fun, this part of you, that that fun is definitely in the making, in the going for it. That is what uh, lights things up. So with, what you find with the Mars return is as it returns, you'll probably get And we're going to check back with you, Jeanette, to see how this resonates. But you get the return, you just get this hit, this burst of energy, and you're going to start new lists, and you're going to start new goal adventures and new uh, mantras, and and Mm. it's definitely going to be a whole new set of aims. It feels like go energy that you're describing here. Go, Mm. go, go energy. Initiate. Push the go button. Now, the results of it isn't seen immediately. And again, we can imagine Mars is wanting to... you've, You've given him new purpose. It's a reboot of purpose. And that can feel very enthused, very exciting. If you're going for, as you said earlier, goals that are actually yours... And not mm-hmm. your partners or your parents mm-hmm. or your, or you your know, society. whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where Mars is, we tend to be very tuned in to those people's goals. So your Mars is the seventh. It's easy
1: for you oh, to God.
0: blur. Okay.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, what's the stupidest thing I ever did because someone else wanted it? Uh, get married, uh, have a career, <laughs> have a job. I actually even tried to get pregnant for like a year and a half while I was married. Oh. Well, we didn't try very hard. There was not a lot of sex happening in that marriage. But uh, yeah, I did. Those, none of those were my ideas. That was, it was my parents, my family's, my society's ideas yeah. for me. And I was miserable. I sucked at all of them.
0: Oh, okay. Well,. That this is good to know now mm-hmm. <laughs> good, good knowledge to know now because before the Mars return super helpful but you can do this at any time wherever your Mars is and just tune in do a new core value check about what really excites you when it comes to setting goals and think not so much what do I want to achieve but what would be fun to to move forwards towards to to pave headway and to pave new roads and try language that isn't so much goal-oriented but process-oriented could be interesting for this. But the, the house that Mars is in, you're definitely susceptible to, well, in the case of the seventh, the other people, partners, etc. I have Mars in the fifth, and I think I'm very sensitive to what my son's goals are. Oh. Not my Gemini son, but my um, child of my <laughs> body son. Yeah, and I think that probably affected me quite a bit when he was growing up. And I'm thinking about that right now with a big, wow. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Do a little check-in with that. Check in with the sign and think about, okay, what does, what's really going to excite Your Mars, we're looking at a Mars in Virgo, so definitely have a plan. (laughs) Definitely be. This is not so much spontaneous, even though the energy of Mars likes to blast forward without a lot of a lot of say forethought. But you know, he wants to. He really wants to see that uh, green flag drop. He wants to go, but spend some time now prior to your return, which is, what, late September? It's actually, what's interesting, a little sidetrack, your Mars return is going to be only a couple of days off of your solar return. So oh, wow. I don't know if you've done your solar return yet. No. Oh. Wow. Have a
1: look That's at your solar amazing. return and
0: compare it, because all the planets at the moon will be the same, and then, of course, they're probably going to be in different houses.
1: But hey, um,
0: I you're you. going to... i got
1: to tell yeah. you... Of- A funny thing before we go, and this might be something you want to edit out, Kim.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm
1: thinking this might be, if this isn't the most perfect example of Mars in Virgo, you know what I was talking about, talk about goals that weren't really mine, that I really sucked at. For the year and a half or change, whatever it was, that I was married and wasn't using contraception, one night I was like, how did I manage to not get pregnant in that year and a half? Here's how it went. One night, uh, well, it was, it was, you know, it's that time of the month. I turned, I said to my husband, he came home from work, and I said, "Hey, buddy, you're up," <laughs> meaning this is the time, this is the fertile time. Like, I, that's exactly what I said. Hey, buddy, you're up, and he said to me, um, "That's not very romantic." <laughs> he slept on the couch, and that doesn't that sound like Virgo, like looking at the calendar, planning it all out, and Mars, all. Okay. You're up, buddy. <laughs> Time to exam. go.
0: Don't yeah, make he... me edit it out. I will if you want me to. But not <laughs> I, I think it would be so appreciated. Um yeah.
1: That's oh great. That is my poor so Pisces great. husband.
0: <sighs> oh, he was Pisces, which <laughs> thrives on ambience and romance and <laughs> the... oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs>
1: Um. <laughs> it's yeah. There <laughs> I'm sure there are much more enjoyable ways for me to express my Virgo Mars as I as my return gets activated next month, I guess that is. I better get a plan yeah. together. Look at me. I better get a plan together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better get planning. Exactly. <laughs> Well, the really interesting thing, because you have natal Mars in the 7th, but your return, if you notice, is the flip of your um, natal. It's Cancer rising with Capricorn in the the 7th. So you have a reverse ascendant for the two years. And I know we talked about this. It might have been with your lunar return or my lunar return or something. But when you have the reverse ascendant, you get to see yourself and understand yourself more as others do. Right? It's turned around and you can see from more, instead of seeing through Capricorn eyes, which might be real pragmatic and kind of cut and dry, uh, you see through the Cancerian
1: eyes, which might be a little more compassionate, uh, a little oh, more wow.
0: sensitive.
1: That would be nice, Kim. If I had some compassion and sensitivity, I think normally <laughs> that might be the case for me. But lately, like for the last two weeks, I've been doing things so out of character, and I wondered, oh my gosh, I wonder if this could be some Mars return stuff because I am saying things to people that I would normally never say. Like to one of my coaches, uh, I said, I I said on a group call that she was on, I said something like, um, I don't like this thing that she's doing and I said her name I mean it wasn't like I was you know being anonymous about it I just flat out said her social media strategy I absolutely hated and um oh I uh, there are a couple of examples of things like that that just I'm like what where has my filter gone
0: (laughs) well this is super interesting because you know what I think as I recall your last year's Solar return had Aries on the ascendant, your Aries oh. and it's wrapped up, right? The solar <laughs> return, you know? And you've probably been trying to plaster over that, oh uh, gosh. Aries with your Libra charm and, and respect and sensitivity, <laughs> and it's probably just it's cheesecloth, you know? And oh it's gosh. Just yeah. And I reckon the next month you probably and plus the building of. Of Mars, and you've just had Jupiter over Mars. Jupiter's just gone into Virgo, and it's sitting on your Mars. And Jupiter oh, expands and gives confidence and and oh, moxie to anything it touches. So you're all
1: over there, Mars, oh, Aries. I'm surprised you're not shredding everything. I was. I, I look. You should, if you've heard some of my conversations with mutual acquaintances, you would you would call and give them some counseling afterwards. I. <laughs> I, I maybe I should come with a warning label until some of this <laughs> stuff passes.
0: <laughs> warning: Jupiter conjunct Mars,
1: Every soon
0: Mars returns. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Check back in. Check back. To the Cancer rising. When that kicks in, I'll comfort you. <laughs> But it's such a good example.
1: I knew you'd be a terrific example. I told I told Verl he wasn't fit to be a parent of animals. Oh my God! I know. Ouch! I think I had a good reason to tell him that because he was telling me how he told his niece that she shouldn't have children, and I said oh, I let loose. It was brutal. It was okay. really brutal. Okay.
0: Well, this is this makes sense to me. Was that within the was that pretty recent? It was like yesterday or the day before? Yeah. That's Jupiter on Mars. It, the, the thing is, these thoughts are always there, but you've held them back. You've repressed. It's, it's true. Reached, it's an energy drain. You look at Virgo and you think of what you want to say and you don't say it. But saying it, I imagine, you're going to find you're you should be or should. But Jeanette, get some manifesting ideas going because <laughs> you're like <there's laughs> drops in elevations left, right, and center. You, it's freeing you up to get what you want.
1: So oh, I love <laughs> how you said that. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> energy more powerfully than just beating people up. <laughs> oh,
0: no, but just beat them up, but realize that that energy, what you're doing is making you uh, a better manifester because it's freeing up energy for wow. what you want.
1: Wow, wow, wow. All right, I get it. You're Thank you. Saying what you want, yeah. Huge insight. Yeah, so that's really cool. Uh,
0: so as we look at the, the Mars return, you go through it in the same ways that we've been going through all the returns. We want to look at what's rising, what house, uh, natal house comes to the foreground, that's the seventh. So there is a lot of energy for relationships, and I reckon you're cleaning house there. And maybe that's part of the... Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think you really do clean house. And you're, it's, it's sort of like zero toleration for hanging out with people that bug you in any way or if things have been left unsaid
1: and it's like you're a truth serum oh gosh. and um but, we, but should you, have done, yeah. we should have started with this call maybe a long time ago it might, might have been so much more helpful because i've just been oh. sitting here like going what has got into me what is is this like an effect of becoming older like is this just mature women really don't care what they say anymore <laughs> <laughs> well
0: yeah a little bit of that because yeah you but that not giving you quite as much a rip of what other people think.
1: and Oh, my gosh. Mean. You know what? My parents, we were at lunch the other day. They started in on each other, and I was having a bad day. And I, I shushed them. I said, Uh-uh-uh. I cannot handle this between you two right now. Not today. <laughs> to my parents, I've never spoken to them like that ever, and they should. <laughs> yeah, good.
0: good. Yeah, well, that, that sounds to me like... Jupiter over your Mars, and it's priming it for the Mars return. I would just be prepared for more of this. Your Mars return in the in your um, return chart is happening in the third house, and it's conjunct within nine degrees, oh, with eight degrees, it's conjunct to Jupiter. So your words for the next two years mm-hmm. <laughs> are going to be just a little bit more direct direct. Uh, what's that they say you're just not pulling your punches Mm. and this will come through your writing so Mm e-books you put out and so forth probably have more edge Uh, there's more Mm -hmm. uh, it's just they might be shorter more to the point blunt direct and um, yeah it's tough love I think it's tough love
1: time you know, on the one hand, I, I one way that I am excited about this. I was just thinking, I had some new um, clients sign up for Masters of Creation, and that's a year long engagement for some of them. They they signed up for a year, and i was thinking, oh boy, maybe if they knew this, they might have waited. They would have <laughs> might have waited to do it just a different year. But what I think, how I'm imagining this energy could be helpful is talk about direct, like focused. Like we, I won't need hour long sessions. We can do this in 25 minutes. You know what I yes. mean? It's like that. Uh,
0: when we, I'm just going to remind you what you said when we started this call. Oh, <laughs> <Just> so <indirectly. laughs> This is a, such a good example. <laughs> All right, I you. All right, let's bust this out. Diving in
1: now. <laughs> oh my gosh, how funny! Okay. You know, sometimes oh. I get called. Some co- some coaches refer to me as the belly rubber, you know, the warm fuzzy coat. She's the one that you will hang up the phone feeling better about yourself afterwards. I'm not positive those descriptions will apply for maybe. may
0: not
1: apply. some
0: long-term clients might get a little bit of shock. And also note in your Mars return, you've got moon in Aries. You've got Uranus in Aries up there, all in the 10th house. And it's opposite the sun. It's a full moon chart. Mm. which is just more and that's your chart ruler with cancer rising the moon's your chart ruler it's in aries it's full moon it's in the 10th house so it's elevated it's the tippy top up there uh can i just say (laughs) that's so much is going on there uh it's so fiery and it just feeds into that very strong direct uh mars energy pluto sitting Mac on your seventh house cusp, too. I really think that your relationships are going to transform because you're just not going to want to tolerate. Are you laughing? I like, I
1: like transform better than, like, blow up or die or something. I like transform. Yeah. Thank you for that word, yes.
0: Pluto, yeah. Well, it is. It's, it's
1: a freaking powerful transformation, and it's
0: one that, again, frees up tolerations. It's not like this is coming out of the blue and just stirring up dust mm-hmm. for nothing. It's clearing the air because anything unsaid or misunderstood and you don't correct because, you know, that'll upset, or all those things tend to go by the wayside because clarity, directness, honesty, like I said, it's a truth serum. That becomes more important than anything else. And you're totally releasing toleration which that makes for better
1: manifesting, right? Oh, my word. I really like it, I re- especially because my Libra son kind of does, you know, really like to um, please others and, and make sure that they are happy. So I kind of like this idea of what I've written down here is edgy, truth serum, no crap. You're <laughs> not just not putting fun. up with any of it anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're not. you just, you're not. And it's, re- it's refreshing because Everybody knows they're going to know if they don't know around. They know where they stand with you. And this is the case for everyone's Mars. If you get that Mars pointed in the direction that you want and you allow it to do its thing, people trust you more because they they know where they stand. They appreciate the directness um, and the clarity. This is a very powerful leadership uh, Mars. You want to put yourself in the driver's seat. As, as it feels good as much as possible and um, you know when you have partnerships and you you're both trying to decide okay what do we do next uh, feel free it's coming from me your partner feel free to jump in and just say hey let's go visit. I, d- let's no, try I just-
1: just 20 minutes ago, I was saying to Russ, I was ready to take over the reins from Lisa at GVCA, at the coach training company.
0: Ah, okay. Because uh, she's been go. in
1: charge. I said she's basically been in charge for the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years, whatever. And I said, yeah, I think I'm ready to take those reins over. Yep. There you go. There's
0: a lot of room for, like I said, leadership, um, CEO, being the, the director, sitting at the head of the board, um, headquarters. These are all Aries, Marsy um, type things, and you've got that going on. It's going to be really interesting to look at your new solar return and see what uh, what that looks like. Because again, you're going to have um, the Moon will have moved mm. over, maybe to Gemini, but the everything else is going to be in pretty much in the same
1: interesting same place.
0: Mm. Ooh, Mars might still be in Leo. Yeah, do it, because that'll be really interesting. Get that up, and we'll we'll see how this overlays. But um, it's exciting. <laughs>
1: it's exciting. And, um, yeah. Do, do you have any questions about... Well, I'm just thinking, as we're looking at Mars returns in general, because... Um, I've got a friend whose chart I wanted to look at. I, I know her Mars return is coming up as well. So it's pretty much the same routine where I'm going to look at the ascendant. I'm going to look at where the planet is in the house and, and tie it all back to her natal, right? So mm-hmm.
0: That's right. And look at what's rising, at what planet in the solar return chart is rising in the natal, which for you... Mean, you... Did you mean Mars return? Yes, that's what okay. I meant. <laughs> Mars, I get Mike um yes whatever's in the Mars return what's rising there so in your case if we put uh Pluto over there in Capricorn he's already risen but the next planet to rise is Saturn and Saturn's just clocked over into um Sagittarius no mm-hmm. sorry that's <laughs> tilts that it's Neptune I was going the wrong way Neptune rising in Pisces so Neptune If we put Neptune in your, the solar return Neptune, (laughs) the Mars return, do you think Kim's going to edit this? Yes. yes. I I think we're doing pretty good so far. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Um, Kim gets her words together. Uh, The Neptune, the Mars return Neptune is rising in the natal chart. So, we can see it just in the first house. There, it's the next planet to rise, and that's Neptune, which is super interesting to me because that puts a focus on your imagination, your dreams, sky's the limit. Uh, where do you really want this to go? Its connection to source. I, I would be. What, what's that thing you do when you supersize your dreams and your aspirations oh. and your intention? You know,
1: uh, ooh, i just heard a fun way of um a guy that did, did that Vishen at mind valley has a meditation it's a six-point meditation and one of them is he and he's got science behind this as to why this is so effective but he said part of the meditation is imagine your life three years from now and now double it <laughs>
0: like ah. imagine how
1: you want it to be three years from now and then double it that double is such it. a fun exercise Okay,
0: that is definitely the kind of thing that uh, would really benefit and support this Mars, really reaching that, uh, supersizing that dream and that reach. That's awesome. I want to try that.
1: Yeah, he, he said it's because studies show people tend to overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what they can do in three years. So he, that's why he says double it. And by the time you've done that, it's pretty freaking juicy.
0: Well, I would think so. I
1: would want it to be. Yeah, okay. I'm going to
0: play with that for sure. Hey, Kim,
1: did you look at your Mars return by any chance? I haven't.
0: I haven't. It's uh, My Mars is in Capricorn, and it's going to return next year, but I haven't even peaked. I can't even... Uh, next... What would it be? I, I have to look. Um, Mars spins forever, well, eight months, in Scorpio. Oh, look, I'm looking right now. Oh, it returns the 10th of October, 2016. So, yeah. No, I haven't. I, I will do that and have a peek. If anyone has their Mars, it doesn't matter when it's returning. These are really fun to play with. And before we wrap up, I want to mention that you can do demi-returns so if you, let's say you had your Mars return, you're at like halfway to the next one or whatever. Do a demi return. So Jeanette, if you were going to do a demi return, you would do your Mars. Uh, you would find when Mars is exactly one degree Pisces. I got Nine three, and that's your halfway return. And it oh. kind of it'll give you a picture of you're halfway there. And what if you? Um, what have you done with this energy? How can
1: you fine tune it? That sort of thing? That might be fun to see if anyone wants to post that in fact, Kim, we could do that with yours, right? We could do it with mine because
0: my I'm, um oh cancer, so my danny return oh, da, da, da. wouldn't have been too long ago. Oh, like it could even be now. Where's marcia
1: like coming- um, or, yeah, it'd be like um hang on, getting in but, the neighborhood right.
0: Yeah. Um, oops, oops, oops. I'm quickly, I have my ephemeris open. Uh, oh, yeah. I've just, I had it on the 7th of July. I'll do oh. that for sure and post oh. it. and We can have a peek at it. That's, oh, um, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I forget to do stuff for myself like this, but it's really fun, and that might give me a little extra... Um, boost and encouragement it's just whenever you feel like oh nothing's happening or you know are these goals really meaningful you do your mars return your demi return do or return that's super specific to what it is you want and you just get it it's like having your own higher guidance saying hey look at this you know look at where where this is lit up look where you can really uh, make things happen Jeanette, one final thing. In your Mars return, you've got the North Node, uh, Sun, and Mercury in the fourth house. So I'm thinking um, home and where is this? That's the eighth house, natally. So I don't know. There, there might be some change. You're not planning on remodeling or expanding or doing something there?
1: Really not. In fact, as soon as you yeah. started this point attention to 4th House, I was like, please don't move. <laughs> okay. yeah. And Russ has got a couple of projects in mind. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> okay.
0: That's interesting.
1: That's interesting. Well,
0: I don't think anybody's going to be doing anything around you that you don't want. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not worried. That's fun Mars I- returned. Right on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say that. It's just so strong. So strong. Hmm. Very insightful and really fun to look at. The only thing I don't like about um, this recording, Kim, is that we have to wait another week before we get to talk with people about everyone's <laughs> charts. I want to do it right now. <laughs> I
0: know. I agree, but we got to give everybody time to yeah. do their returns. Uh, I would love to see an array of returns up there in the gallery so we can uh, really explore and, and look at some different examples because the best way to learn this is to do them and uh, and then get feedback from the person. So feel free to do a past return that you felt was really significant to you and uh, or do a future one that you want some help with or have some ideas about. Be fun to look out. <laughs> get out there and do And I'll do my Demi return. And uh, Jeanette would love to see that Mars return of um, your, your client. So that would be great.
1: Great. Right. We'll do so. Thank you, Kim, for such an insightful look at Mars returns. Can't and thank you for those,
0: yeah, those connections to energy and action and toleration and goals. Uh, so important. All right. We will continue this discussion in the next call. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye.